Auzubillahiminashaitanirajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam I greet you my brothers and sisters with a noble and universal greeting the greetings that have been used by the messengers and the prophets of Allah Assalamu Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu I am very grateful to be here in Hazendal once again. This is my third time here in many years. And for that I am grateful for the Olana Ismail Norton for this opportunity to be here and, and to speak to you on my 104th Juma lecture. Alhamdulillah. I traveled the country as a person who has expertise in dealing with people's problems. I've studied many degrees and diplomas and I've got over 20 years of experience working with people, working with couples, working with individuals, working with communities. I've been on television, I've been on radio and nothing gives me more joy than the Friday platform. So I'm very grateful for giving me this opportunity to speak to you about the universal solution to all problems. Everybody has some problem or another. Everybody. Even young people may feel that they have a problem. And so I ask people, how do you feel about guidance? Guidance. And people say, yeah, give me help, I need help. I said, no, I didn't ask you how you feel about help. I asked you how do you feel about guidance. Guidance. See, back in the day, we had in school guidance. See? There's very little guidance today. And I suppose it's because most people don't really want guidance. I think most people want help out of their problems and many of us turn to Allah for his help but not for his guidance how many of us ask for guidance my hand is up I ask for guidance every day and I'm very thankful that Allah is the guide Al-Huda Allah is the guide and I'm very grateful that he is the guide because I require guidance. I do. I don't know anybody who doesn't require guidance, although people think they don't require guidance. But I do require guidance in my life. And I'm grateful that Allah is the guide. See, so a lot of us don't want Allah's guidance or the guidance that is in the Quran You know, or the guidance of our beloved Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We just want Allah to help us with our difficulties. Now, how does that work? How does that work? It's like if you don't know about brushing your teeth and you don't clean your mouth and then you get rotten teeth and you go to the dentist to say, please help me with my teeth. I got rotten teeth. How does that work? It doesn't work like that. 
If you know about cleaning your mouth and you clean your mouth properly, you'll save your teeth. If you know about the guidance that comes from Allah through the beloved Prophet Muhammad and the glorious Quran, you wouldn't have problems. See? So this is what I want to bring to our awareness. Very few people realize they require guidance. In fact, very few people want guidance. Who, do, who among us here think we require guidance? No, we know a lot, a lot of us. We think we don't need guidance. We don't humble ourselves. But we need guidance. We need our creator. And our creator is our guide, Al-Huda. See? So I urge you to become open to guidance. To become receptive to guidance. To open up to the possibility, maybe we are in error. Maybe we don't know that we don't know. Maybe we think we know, but we don't know. I, I, I urge you to open up to guidance. To be receptive to guidance. To recognize we are human and we don't know everything. But Allah does know everything. To heed guidance, to heed it when it is given to us that we become heeders of guidance, that we utilize and benefit from the guidance. Instead of being closed to the guidance, living lives of faithlessness and being lost, living lives of superstition and ignorance and then having problems that we then think we must turn to Allah for him to sort out for us. We must rejoice now, while our lives are the way they are, not too pleasant some of our lives. We must rejoice that Allah is the guide now. Not one day he will be the guide. We must rejoice that Allah is the guide now. And Allah's guidance is available to us who are open to it. We must rejoice that now, when you have problems and you're begging him to help you with your problems, remember what I'm saying to you, Allah is the guide, rejoice that. And Allah has guided us through the beloved Prophet Muhammad and the glorious Quran. And it's for us to open up and heed the guidance. If you don't heed the guidance, you're going to have problems. You keep not brushing your teeth, eating sticky sweets, you're going to get rotten teeth one after the other, you're going to be in pain. Allah says, O oh, you who believe, guard your souls. Allah is talking not to mankind in the Quran. He does talk to mankind in the Quran. At certain times he talks to mankind. But at other times he talks to the believers. Says, O oh, you who believe. I am a believer by the way. I don't think I'm a believer. I'm not a believer on my lips. I'm an actual believer. I live as a believer. The believers and the non-believers are not the same. They're not the same. Believers think differently. They speak differently. They act differently. They interact differently. They live differently from the non-believers. So Allah is talking to people like me, believers. And if you are a believer, then Allah is talking to you too. He says, Oh you who believe, Guard your souls. 
God guard your homes, guard your families, you can do all that. Guard your souls. What does the world teach us about our souls and guarding? Which school can you go to and they teach you about guarding your souls? You don't even believe in souls in schools and universities everywhere else. What are you going to learn there about guarding your souls? Doesn't exist in the school. Doesn't exist at the university. But Allah is talking to us, the believers. He says, guard your souls. If you follow guidance, no hurt or harm can come to you from those who stray. If you follow guidance, no hurt or harm will come to you from those who stray. The goal of you all is to Allah. The goal of you all is to Allah. It is He who will show you the truth of all you do. It is He. He will show you the truth of all you do. There's a lot of things I do that is a problem for me and for others. Less and less with every passing day. Allah shows me through His guidance the error of my ways. Where I have been in error to Him, to myself, to other human beings, to my body, to my life. He shows me, as He says, it is He who will show you the truth of all that you do. All that you do. You're doing every day. Trust me, you're doing but you don't know whether you're doing good or evil. Some of us don't care whether we're doing good or evil. But Allah is telling you, Oh, you believe God, your souls. If you follow guidance, no hurt or harm can come upon you. And the Quran also tells us true guidance is the guidance of Allah. Not my guidance and your guidance and the guidance counsel in school and the political guidance and, and medical guidance. And true guidance is the guidance of Allah. Not the guidance of the lawyers and the guidance of the people in the world. Not our guidance. True guidance is the guidance of Allah. The guidance of Allah is the only guidance. That's what the Quran tells us. Whoever follows my guidance, Allah says in the Quran, will not lose their way, nor will they fall into misery. Whoever follows my guidance will not lose their way, nor will they fall into misery. Are you into misery? Have you fallen into misery? Are you begging Allah from misery? Whoever follows my guidance will not lose their way. I am finding my way. With every passing day, I can tell you with absolute certainty, I draw closer to my Creator. Little by little. The Quran says, prostrate and draw closer to Allah. It doesn't just say prostrate, just make sajda. It says prostrate and draw closer. We are to draw closer to Allah. Allah guides to himself those who turn to him in penitence. Allah guides to himself those who turn to him in penitence. Meaning, if you recognize that you may be erring, may be erring, if you recognize that you are erring, who among us is not erring? If you recognize you are in error, in some way or another, generally or specifically. If you say, Allah, I don't know, I sin, I'm in error, guide me. Sincerely, 
But I told you, who wants guidance? Everybody wants to teach and lecture and tell everybody else what's right and wrong. Who wants guidance? My hand is up. I want guidance. I don't want to be right. I want to be close to Allah in this world and in the world hereafter. That's what I want. If you show me where I'm in error, I will listen and I will heed. Because my closeness to Allah is very important to me. My being benefited in this world and the world hereafter is very important to me. I will listen and I will heed. And even if I don't heed, I'll ask for forgiveness. That yes, I am in error, I ask for forgiveness. See? Allah guides to himself those who turn to him in penitence. That we recognize we are in error. Not that we live our lives thinking like we have got it all together and we know everything. And, and it says, whom Allah guides, none can lead astray. Whom Allah guides, none can lead astray. See? If Allah doesn't guide you, if you don't turn to him penitently, if you don't, you're not going to be guided. Allah leaves you. Carry on in your way. Live in your misery and then you can turn to him desperately and needily and then you'll wonder why your prayers are not answered. He says he leaves those who are not sincere. He leaves them. But those who turn to him in penitence, sincerely, I don't know, you know, I require guidance, guide me. He will not leave you. There's no misery for the believers. There's no misery. There's only glad tidings. There's only good news. I'll tell you about the good news. I just want to tell you it is he who sent his messenger with guidance and the religion of truth to manifest over all other religions. And sufficient is Allah as a witness. This is what Allah tells us in the Quran. He has sent his prophet, his messenger with guidance. Again, guidance, that word. And again it says in the Quran that the Quran is revealed as a guide and a mercy to those who believe. It's not a guide and mercy to everybody in a sense. If you believe and if you listen and if you heed and if you want to get closer to Allah, it will benefit you. Otherwise you just be reading it. Like people make such da all the time but they don't prostrate and draw closer. There are people who just read and read. But they are not transformed through it. We are also told that not only is the Quran a mercy, we are told that the Prophet was sent as a mercy to all the world. See, Allah is interested in us and sent us guidance. Now what is this guidance Allah has sent us? with the Prophet and the, through the Quran. It says, Indeed, I am Allah, there is no God but me, so worship me and establish regular prayer for my remembrance. Allah is telling us to draw our attention to Him. Indeed, I am Allah, there is no God but me, so worship me and establish prayer for my remembrance. Don't just establish prayer. Don't just do the postures. Postures to draw closer and postures to remember Allah. To take your attention off what you see in your life and what your mind thinks. The worship of Allah is very important. A large part of a mu'min and a Muslim's life is worship. Our life centers around worship. The first part of a mu'min and a Muslim's life is worship. Not your business. Not how well you did in school. 
It's worship. Worship is central. Believers live on purpose. The non-believers have no purpose. We have a purpose. The Quran says that the jinn and the human beings were created to worship Allah. Our main focus as Muslims and Mu'mins, if you are one, and sitting here doesn't mean you are one, just means you are sitting here. You have to know within you, are you a believer? It's not about acting a certain way and pitching up in mosque on a Friday. This is about worshipping Allah. There's nothing more important to a mu'min and a Muslim than Allah. To take your attention off what your body sees, your body perceives and what your mind thinks. Allah is beyond. Allahu Akbar means Allah is greater than what you see, what you hear, what you perceive, what you think, your thoughts. Most human beings are lost in their senses and what their senses perceive. Most human beings are lost in their minds and what their minds are thinking and what their minds are thinking about what they are seeing. A mu'min is one who is aware of Allah. Stop it. Whatever I'm focused on with my body because your body can't perceive Allah. But you can. The Quran tells us the heavens and the earth cannot contain Allah. But the heart of a real believer does. See? You can perceive Allah. Not your eyes. These eyes are the body's eyes. They can't see Allah. These ears are not your ears. They're the body's ears. But you who sees truth, you can perceive Allah. The believer perceives Allah. The non-believer, the Quran says the believers have Allah, the non-believers have no one. The believers have Allah. We are aware of Allah. Allah guides us to Him, to Him, that we daily, at least five times a day, worship Allah. We are, in the week gone by, a few days ago, we commemorated the most amazing thing that ever happened to a human being, the beloved Prophet Muhammad the most remarkable human being that ever lived, the most remarkable, the most caring human being for humanity that ever lived, the greatest leader, there will be no greater leader before him, no greater leader after him, the greatest leader was taken on a night journey from Mecca to Jerusalem. And then into the heavens in a way that we will not understand. But he came back with a gift of the remembrance of Allah through worship five times a day. See now we have to ask ourselves a question. We say, La ilaha illallah. What does that mean? What does it mean? La ilaha illallah. Do you know? Who knows? We might say it, we might not know what it means. It means, La, there is none other worthy than our focus of our reverence of our being impressed by except the creator of the world nothing in creation that our awareness is for Allah primarily there is nothing in this world that is worthy of our reverence respect and our being impressed of our focused attention of our worship other than Allah there is nothing la ilaha illallah nothing that your body can see that you get so impressed about and your mind can think and reason that you can Allah is the one we become aware of and we become impressed with to worship Allah is a great gift and a privilege given to us as human beings animals animals 
don't worship in the way we worship. They can't, we can. To recognize your creator and become humble before your creator, we can be. To be arrogant is frowned upon in the Quran. To deny Allah is frowned upon. But if you forget Allah, he will forget you. Those who remember him, he remembers you. That's why I enjoy these Friday platforms. 104 Juma lectures. You need to be speaking to your families, your wives and your children about Allah every day. If you're not doing that, you are not taking an opportunity to be a leader in your own home. You don't have to be perfect, I am not perfect. A believer is just one who recognizes there is none worthy of worship but Allah and actually accepts that. Not just says it, but accepts it. There is none worthy of worship. You say that and then you actually worship. You don't just say there is none worthy of worship. Let's leave it there. We say Allah is worthy of our worship and we actually worship Allah. We actually worship Him. Now I tell you this, not only is Allah worthy of worship, but He is worthy of worship in every moment of every day and every night. And this is my prayer for you to get to know Allah. That you can see that Allah is not only worthy of worship, but He is worthy of your focus in every moment of every day. That it doesn't be a drudge to come to the mosque and to worship Him. Oh, I have to make worship. Because you don't know Allah. You don't know Allah. That's why you do not worship Him. You don't know Allah. If you knew Allah, you'd worship Him. We recognize Allah is worthy of praise and we praise Him willingly. See, who praises Him consciously and willingly is one who knows Allah and they know He is worthy of praise, He is worthy of thanks, He is worthy of glory and we follow through with it. We don't just do worship, we know Allah is worthy of worship and we worship happily. Joyfully, because we know there is nothing else in the world and in our mind that we can focus on that compares with Allah. We know Allah. The Quran tells us about Allah. Do you know Allah? Do you know about Allah? You may think you do, but if you are not worshipping Allah, you don't know He is worthy of worship and you're not actually worshipping. We got to be, as Mu'mins, we are in a state of knowing that Allah is worthy of worship in every moment of every day, and every moment of every night. Do you feel that in your heart? Do you feel that? In, I'm not asking you if you engage in worship. I'm asking you, do you feel that Allah is worthy of worship? The one that has given you life, that you are here because of Him. You have sight and hearing, you have food to eat, you have a mind to think, you have a heart to feel, you have fingers to hold things, legs to walk, everything you have is because of Him. Are you aware that He is worthy of your worship? I'm not even asking you, do you worship? I'm just asking, are you aware of Allah? Because the first 13 of the 23 years of the Nabi, prophethood, he just spoke to people about becoming aware of Allah. There were no rules. There were no laws. First teach to people about Allah. Learn yourself about Allah and teach your wives and teach your children about Allah. They're not going to learn about Allah in school and university. Allah says, oh you believe God your own souls. You don't know how you are compromising yourself and your life by failing to be aware of Allah. The Quran tells us verily it is only in the remembrance of Allah that hearts find assurance. 
Your security comes from being aware of Allah and that you are in His care in every moment of every day. But yet we deny and dismiss Allah and we live in the hell that I told you about that we're begging Him to please help us with. It is Allah who created the seven heavens and the earth. The like of them, whatever you, is to be experienced. His command descends upon them so that you may know that Allah has power over all things. We are created to worship Allah, to know Allah, to get closer to Allah, and to know Allah has power over all things. There is no power but the power of Allah. Allah has power over all things. Does anything have power over anything? If Allah has power over all things, does anything have power over anything? Do you have power over me? Does anything, does money have power over us? Does work have power? If Allah has power over all things, does anything have power over anything? Yet when we turn to Allah, Quran says, A'udhu. That's why I begin with A'udhu. Take the refuge that exists in the awareness of Allah. Take and claim the refuge. A'udhu. I claim the refuge with Allah. A'udhu billahi is to I claim the refuge that is with Allah. The power that is with Allah is for us to worship Him and that's what we were created for and the heavens and the earth were created that we know that He has power over everything. When you say, God, please, Allah, protect me from the criminals, the dangerous criminals. Do you think the dangerous criminals have power? That Allah's power is there, but there's power in the world too. Allah's power must overpower somebody else's power. Do you believe in two powers? Tawheed. There is only one power. Allah is all-powerful. But people deny Him and they dismiss that He has power over all things. That when you become aware of Allah, you know that Allah is sufficient for His servant. He's sufficient. Not somewhat sufficient, completely sufficient. You rob yourself of a strength within you with Allah and you live in fear in this world and anxiety and depression because you don't know Allah. The Quran tells us that those who forget Allah will live a depressed life. I'm here to remind you, there is our Creator, Allah. He is Allah, the unique one. There is only Allah, the unique one. He was never born, never died, doesn't grow old. He's not here in time and space. But He is closer to you than your own jugular veins, Allah. Through your awareness of Allah, not your body's awareness of Allah. Your eyes can't see Allah, your ears. Not through your mind's awareness of Allah. Not through your thoughts. Allah created us to have bodies. We cannot contain Allah in our experience. Allah gave us minds. We in our minds can't contain Allah. Our awareness of Allah is beyond our bodies and beyond our minds. And that is what the worship of Allah is. To become aware. See, your mind learns. A lot of people learn a lot of things, but they're not aware. You can learn a lot about Islam, but you might not be aware of Allah and His power. Your learning is from your mind. Your awareness is from your being. It's before your body and before your mind. Get closer to Allah. Allah is here now. Not where your body is, where your problems are. Allah is in your awareness. You can become aware of Allah and experience within your being His greatness, and his power. 
And only there is security to be found. Only there can you understand that he says, I am near, invoke me, and I will surely respond. He's telling you, I'm here for you. It's not for you to find a way out of your problems, Allah tells us in the Quran. It's for Allah to find a way for us. When Allah finds a way for us, it is sources unknown, ways unexpected. It's for us to put our faith and trust in Him. When we put our faith and trust in Allah, Allah accomplishes His purpose for us. I read something on the internet when I was doing some research, and I'll end with this. You know, there's a saying, it's like the person is saying, with Allah, we can change our lives. We can do nothing. We didn't give ourselves life and existence. What do you have that you gave yourself? People don't understand. They create two-ness. Tawheed is oneness. There's nothing but Allah. Allah is first. Get to know Allah. Kulu Allah, the unique one, who, who wasn't born, who doesn't age and doesn't die. The absolute, the eternal. He begets not noise, he begotten. There's no two-ness. He doesn't come from something and nothing comes from him. There is only Allah from whom and from which we are. There is nothing else. Nothing can frustrate him. He is the originator of all, the creator of all. Because he originated and created us, only he can care for us. He that has originated and created us, we are in his care right now. Right now. Not what your body can see, not what your mind thinks, but what you can be aware of as a believer. A believer is aware of truth. That right now, we are in his care, who has caused us to be. This is Iman. This is Yaqeen. This is taqwa. See? He is Allah other than whom there is no deity. There's nothing but Allah. The only one that really lives. You think you live, you don't live. It's because of Allah you have the experience of living. Only Allah lives. He's the ever-living one. Hundred years ago you were not around. Hundred years from now you won't be around. Only Allah lives. There is no other than Him. Know of the unseen and the witnessed. He is entirely merciful and especially compassionate. Do you know the caring of Allah? Do you feel the caring of Allah? Do you know how caring Allah is for you? Do you rejoice His caring for you? Do you know how considerate Allah is for you? He gave you eyes and eyelids and tongue to taste. Are you aware of His caring, His consideration and His compassion? Do you rejoice His nature? My time is up. I wish I had more time to talk to you. I do do free talks here in Cape Town. If you are interested in attending or you know, knowing more about this, you can contact me, get my number from our Sheikh here. I will just say this. He is Allah other than whom there is no deity, the sovereign, the pure, the perfection, the bestower of faith, the overseer, the exalted in might, the compeller, the superior. Exalted is Allah above whatever they associate with him. Whatever you think has power in the world, Allah is above that. Allah has more power than what you think you need in the world to be okay. I am, as a believer, okay with Allah. In this moment, I am in his care and sufficient is he. I need nothing. I need nobody. We need nothing. The believers need nobody. But in we have Allah. We experience security with Him. And from there we invoke Him. He does everything. Not us. We can do nothing. Say with that, shukr alhamdulillah, I'm very grateful for having had this opportunity to be with you and speak to you about the most important thing that is to be spoken about. The, worship, the actual worship of Allah. An active prayer. We don't know what that is. 
May we come to know that Allah is indeed worthy of worship. Whether we engage in worship or not, may you accept that he is worthy of worship. And when you accept that Allah is worthy of worship, then you will start worshipping him. And at least accept this, that Allah is worthy of worship in every moment of every day and every night, even if we're too lazy to do it. At least that will give you some mercy of Allah. Shukr alhamdulillah. All praise, glory and thanks be to Allah. His choices, blessings upon our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa I'm thankful again to Maulana Ismail Norton giving me the opportunity, third opportunity to be here to speak to you on my 104th Juma lecture. Shukr alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.